Welcome to the Missouri Wind and Solar Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Shank, coming to you from our store in Seymour, Missouri. Each week with my co-host and Missouri Wind's General Manager, David McDerris, we discuss the latest on renewable energy. Check out our additional educational information on our website at mwands.com. Thank you for downloading this podcast, and please subscribe. Hey, this is Wes and David with the Missouri Wind and Solar Podcast. want to start out this morning talking about some interesting changes that we are making regarding our workshop. So as many of you know, and we've talked about it a lot on the podcast, is we do, we used to do a workshop about once every other year, and we'd have it on a Saturday and bring about about 12, 15 people in and do a really great series on wind and solar. Go figure. I mean, you know, (laughs) thus the name wind and solar. We got to looking at that and this last year we have had such an overwhelming response to that class that we, we did one in February, February and did February and August. No, May. We're doing we one did day. one in February yeah. and May on the Saturday. And again, that almost got filled up immediately. I think there's still some seats available as of the time we're recording this, but don't don't take that for granted by the time this makes it out to the podcasting site. So we got to talking about that and decided what we probably needed to do is look towards creating a a standing classroom schedule. And also changing one of the changing the format one of the biggest things that our clients who came and and attended the workshop gave us feedback about was that it was too short that they felt everything was very rushed in trying to get everything in and McDerris is sitting here nodding they wanted to hear me talk more <laughs> because my job was to stand in the back of the classroom and twirl my fingers in the speeded up motion. And that's what I did most of the day other than go and get sandwiches. But luckily now I've got Lindsay to delegate that to. So we talked about that and decided the smart thing to do is to split that into two different classes over two days and to take those two days and create them in a format where we can consistently roll those out more often. And so what we've done in starting in August, and once again, I sit here talking about a date that I can't, I can't. I think it's August 12th. (laughs) It sounds about right. Is that on a Thursday and Friday, we're going to have the wind class on one day and the solar class on another. And so if you only want to attend one, that's fine. So if you're only interested in solar or you're only interested in wind, that's fine. Come on whichever day it's being offered. If you want both, then you can sign up for both. There's a discount for taking them both. That'll allow you to do that. Now, the cool thing about us being able to do it during the week, I know that may cause a problem with some people and being able to take time off from work and that sort of thing to get there. But that allows us, we're going to be able to offer that. So we've already scheduled it for August And then we've already scheduled, we have another one on the schedule for November. And so we're going to put these on the schedule and have those, you know, basically out there ready for people to sign up. Because the other very cool thing that we've done is we are in the process right now 
and it will be available for our May class. We have put together, how big is our, is that area? Oh, it's 20 by 30, about 20 by 30. So 360 square foot state-of-the-art classroom. So we actually have taken an area of here in our in our plant and dedicated it to a classroom. And the guys are actually out there right now putting some of the finishing touches on it. So we're going to have, you know, a very comfortable seating area, auditorium where David can put on his Mr. Science. We'll probably just get him <laughs> one of those white professor aprons that he oh, can yeah. wear you know, with overhead projection and again, lots of hands-on. And what this also has done, and you'll see this in the ticketing, is this has come up quite a good deal, is allowed for us to, for the first time, allow a buddy ticket. So with COVID, it kind of creates an issue on the number of people that we can have in an area. All of us know that. But what the buddy ticket allows you to do, if you're traveling for instance, with your spouse, you can buy a buddy ticket for your spouse and the two of you can share a table. So you two don't have to be six feet apart. So in this classroom environment, you're able to have basically a table for you and a buddy. And that gives us some more space and that sort of thing. So we're really excited about this. We're also looking at some other classes that we can offer. Probably one of the ones that we will be putting together sooner than later you know, I think David and I have already talked about it some, are, are batteries. I mean, I know anytime we talk about batteries at all, everybody is particularly interested. And rightfully so, it is the number one cost in any kind of, certainly kind of any kind of off-grid situation that you do. And so a lot of attention needs to be paid to those. So we're very excited about this. I know David's excited about it. He's, he is, if you've been to any of our workshops, you know, he's our primary instructor but this gives us a lot of ability and a, and a great platform to present this information and allow you to have a, a hands-on experience and, and do this with a regularity that's that's not every other year or you right. know just twice a year sort of thing. So what do you got to throw down on that? Anything? I am super excited about it because I will get to not see the spinning fingers <laughs> anymore. I will have time to, which will allow me to go a lot more hands-on in-depth. Anything from showing how to make a proper wire crimp to, you know, how the turbine mounts actually on a tower. You know, I'll be able to show those types of deals now and not feel rushed through, and, and you'll get a lot better hands-on experience. And come away with the class feeling very confident that you know how to, to do a majority of your install when you leave. And that was another big thing. I think one of the feedbacks I know that we got here in the last one that we ran was – I think it, and actually, I think it was more than a couple of them mentioned that the, their favorite part of the of the workshop is when you are off script. Even it was just when when we had a break or something, and right. folks were just talking. So, being able to have this classroom format with a lot more time to be able to get into whatever you want to get into, yeah, I think that's going to afford you a lot more, yeah, ability. I to, think people will. Really enjoy it. And, you know, we we do keep – still, the class sizes are small. The class sizes are small. So you need a lot of individual attention on that. So to be able to check that out right now, and we'll we'll try to make some improvements to this, make it easier to get to. But there is a website on Eventbrite 
we have our own domain subdomain area on Eventbrite. So if you go to windandsolar.eventbrite.com, I know that's a lot, you'll see our classes that are listed out there and the offering that we're starting to put together. And as that continues to grow, that's where we're going to continue to use that, that format. It's very efficient for us to use, very friendly. A couple of big things that we're doing with that, you know, we've used it before and it was just kind of out there. But one of the nice things, a couple of the nice things that Eventbrite does is that it allows you to kind of manage your attendance. So if you sign up for, say you signed up for the August class and for whatever reason that wasn't working out for you, then you can go on Eventbrite and move yourself to the, there's going to be another class in November. So you could move to the November class. I think there's probably some fees that they charge you on that, but, but still it allows you to manage all that. And then you're not having to call in and out here or something like that. Try to try to work that through. So it's a very, it's a very user-friendly site. So that's, again, that's windandsolar.eventbrite.com. And we'll try to get that put on our website proper too, where you can just use that there. So, Anything else you want to mention about that? I'm trying to think if there's no, anything else no, we kind of I left think, out about uh, that. I think you'll be attending some of the best classes that we've ever got to put on. And actually, I guess there is one more thing. We will still plan on doing some of the Saturday classes. Okay, yeah. So I think that that will probably be some of the folks' first questions to that is, you know, if I can't come during the week, will we still do the Saturdays? Yeah, I, I think we still will. We'll we'll look at the the overall need for that. It's still, you know, it may be only every other year, maybe once a year or something like that. But I think that, that we will still put that on for, for folks that can't right. come during the week sort of thing. So, okay. You got nothing else? Nope. Okay. All right. Changing gears. So we had one of our five listeners emailed us in, which is always amazing. So I'll go. I'm not going to give his last name, but we'll go with, with Rob in was it Anchorage, Alaska, right? Kodiak. Oh, Kodiak. Oh, sorry. Apologies, Rob. Yeah. So Rob in Kodiak, Alaska emailed us and wanted to talk about, wanted us to talk about the pros and cons of basically having your, your whole house DC. I know I'm butchering it because I don't have it right here in front of me, but, but the question That's, basically yeah, was, it. Yeah. was it didn't make sense to him. And I agree that so much of what you have in your house is plugged into an AC outlet that is being converted from AC to DC anyway, would it not be better just to have a DC house? So let us do a deep dive into that and have some good old McDerris wisdom on that. The common wisdom on that would be, as Rob is correct, that you are converting from your AC back to DC on most appliances are actually converting back to DC through a, a small converter inside the actual unit, or I'm sorry, would be a converter, not an inverter. So, and it's converting it back down to DC power. So, so going DC is more efficient. If you can use an appliance that's DC to DC, it's more efficient. There's no, there's no transfer loss there. I mean, because anytime that I have to transfer from one source to the next source and then back down to the next source, there's going to be efficiency loss there. And so it is going to be less efficient. I would say, as of today, it is just a lot harder to come about appliances that are DC ready because of the way the world is, has gone and they've gone with AC. And there again, it went with AC because of the transmission lines having to be 
a lot smaller because they're carrying high voltage, low amperage, whereas DC's carrying low voltage, high amperage. So they went with, I mean, that's where Westinghouse won out over Tesla was in the actual transmission, the line transmission. If you were doing this in a small battery type system, or if people could have generated their own power at their own home, then DC is is by far the way to do it. And DC appliances and DC lighting would have been the norm. But then unfortunately you're producing power at one station that may be hundreds of miles from where you're actually obtaining that power to your home. And so you had to transfer in a very long transmission line to get there. So with that, I mean, just the appliances being available is a big hindrance in itself. The efficiency is better, but just actually being able to come up with a lot of appliances, televisions, for instance, it's almost well, so impossible let me ask you that. to find okay. one. So obviously our freezers, our refrigerators here. Correct. I'm trying to think what else. I mean, we've got lights, lights here and various and sundry other, other objects here that we that we carry pumps, right? Uh, we've got the well pumps and okay. If you hear the doors clacking back and forth, that's Lucy. Lucy got bored with our discussion and left. <laughs> when you look at, let's talk about an AC refrigerator. So could you, and I know you're not a refrigerator repairman or anything like that. Could you easily convert an AC fridge to, to DC or is it, is that? Not going to say it's easy. It's doable, but it's not. I mean, you're going to have to, you're going to have to know more about, about appliances than the common person does as far as grab the plug in, put it in the wall and it's supposed to come on. Well, so could you do it? Yeah, definitely. There's just a, there again, there's a converter inside it, you know, that you're going to see. It's not a rectifier? No, converter is a little bit different. It's exactly backwards of an inverter. I mean, that's why they're, I mean, there's inverter and converter, you know, you're inputting DC power into the, into the inverter and you're, and you're converting the the back to DC power is what you're doing the other way. So, I mean, it's just that inverter. And that's, okay. that's So you can just find that, rip it out? and Right. Yeah, if you find it, and yeah, I'm not going to say just rip it out, but if you can find it and, and know the because then what, what wire are you, schematic. What are and it shows that in the book. That shows the wire schematics in the book. So you're just looking for what what it's stepping it down to. Right. You're just looking so, for so basically like, the, the step down. So the, coming back to your example of the television, I mean, if your television has the little black box in, in line in the power strip, you can look at the back of that and see it's taking 110, 120 and stepping it down to. Right. Yeah. And a lot of times that's what you, you know, see. You'll see these little black boxes in your, in your strip. And that's exactly what that is. I mean, it's just, that's the converter itself. I mean, and then it's plugging in with, with one, you know, one outlet into that to the unit of laptops are a major one that you see, right. you know. Well, so with your TV, could you just do that then? If the TV is made with that converter box on it, I mean, if not, for instance, right now I'm, I'm looking at, at your monitor. Most of that technology in that is actually in the inside the unit, and you would have to open up the back of the panel. You'd have to try to pull. No, no, it's down there. It's right there. Is it down there? Yeah, so it's down there. Okay, so it's on. It's actually on the deal. And so that's what's that that's what it's doing. It's converting right direct from there. I mean it's diverting converting right at that at that deal. So if you could get that open and I mean you can see the two lines in there, and that's all you're doing. That there's a there's a positive and negative line. Right all right. There. So then how do you because I don't know that I've I've seen how you do this. So then how do you step that down? Well, let's say, you know, your box says, and I don't know, it's like, you know, one seven hundred and fifty milliamps or whatever, you know, it's um 
how do you do that? Do we have the supplies here that you could step that down from there with? No, we don't. And that's going to be, that's going to be your hardest deal is knowing what voltage that is running in. I mean, so you're going to have to find out what voltage that is the TV running in 12 volt is running 24 volt. Is okay, it, but let's just say, like right there, you've got you got that. I mean, if I and it's going to have that. I didn't that. want to blow out my monitor. I just pull it off if we take <laughs> right. a look at. It. But let's just say it's running it's twelve volt, and let's say seems like all this stuff runs in like super low milliamp. So it's seven hundred fifty milliamp. Right, which is just going to be point. And what, milli- are you, what are you looking all, all for? Milli- well, all milliamps are ours. There's amps. I'm just right. But the, I'm saying if I go to Radio Shack and I tell him. Hey, I want to step down. There's a, how, how, a little asterisk here. There's a note on our age, right? The radio show. <laughs> if I go to Best Buy and I said, how can I step down? And so we're if we're just pulling straight off of a Simplify battery, so we're pulling, well, those are 24 volts. So 24 volt at what amps will we be? At 24 volt, your, your amperage would be half of what it was at the – 12 volts so if you said 750 milliamps you'd be half of that be 300 right so how do i get so how do i get to 750 milliamps off of that simplify battery really you don't have to step that down you know i don't have to step voltage down i mean and if if something's calling for 12 volt i should say i don't have to step amperage down it's going to draw what it wants to draw you know if it's going to if it needs to draw 750 milliamps that's what it's going to draw i mean that's what it's saying that's the minimum it takes to run that unit, okay you know now, if it says that it's 12 volts and you put a 24 volt battery in, you're going to have to put a an actual step down converter in from 24 volt down to 12 volt. Okay, and that's what I'm asking you. So, what's that yes. called? That's do a converter. That's a converter as well. And do we carry step that? Down. It's a step down converter. Yeah. Uh huh. We carry it in five amp, ten amp, fifteen okay. amp, twenty amp. Well, what is that called then? Why am I not? It's a step down converter. We carry it. Matter of fact, we we use one here at the at the facility. Uh, we try to use a lot of our products just so we know how they work. I can explain to people how they work. And we use one. We have a twenty four volt battery base in our showroom, and we actually use it to run our twelve volt DC ceiling ceiling fan through the step down converter. Oh, the one over there in yeah. your office. Yeah, and, uh, and there again, that that is a fan that uses it uses twelve volt. It only uses like ten. I mean, what does like it look ten like? watts. The converter, so it's a square box. It's about a rectangle, actually. It's about a f- maybe a four by five, five and a half, and then it's about two inches thick. That's not that's not and what's that. on the wall over there. Yes, yeah, the, on the wall, straight out through there. I thought that was a switch to nope, the fan. Nope, the switch is in my in my facility, actually back where I actually sit. Huh. But yeah, that that's the actual step down. It's taking it from twenty four, and they also make those in a in a forty eight to twenty four. We don't carry that, but I mean we can get these. These are, and they also make one from a forty eight down to a twelve, uh, that goes from forty eight volt all the way down to twelve. Okay, so to rewind then, if if I took that, if I brought one of them simply five batteries in here, and I stepped if it was if it was twelve volt, mm-hmm. and I stepped the, <laughs> we got somebody scratching at the door now to get back in now that they've left. If I'm stepping that 24 down to 12, as long as I step it down right, it'll pull whatever amps that it wants. I mean, I could just right. cut that off and get the two wires on there and yeah, I mean, then we're done. You know, <laughs> amperage is the pull away from it. I mean, it something's got to pull the energy. It's not, okay. you know, it's not just sending the energy. You know, it it's there available, but something's got to want to pull it in. We're going to have to let the dog in <laughs> or she's going to tear down our door. And now she's in trouble. <laughs> but, you know, but that's what it's doing. It's it's only going to draw what it needs. I mean, okay. that's the same way like on a hot water heating element. 
you know, people ask us all the time, well, I've got a thousand amp hour battery, you know, that's capable of a thousand amp hours. How do I step it down? So it, you know, cause this, this thing is only at the 12 volt unit, it's 300 Watts. So in essence, it's going to want to pull about 25 Watts or 25 amps. Well, I've got a thousand. I mean, how do I step that down? Well, you don't because the water heating element's just going to pull what the maximum it can pull out of it. And the same way, if you have too low of an amp hour battery, you know, it's going to try to pull as fast as it can. So it, it's still going to be able to pull it. And so it can really deplete your batteries really quickly. Same way. I mean, so all appliances are going to pull exactly what they need for power. Okay. So, so backing up, if one is opening your car door and 10 is Boolean algebra, how difficult would you say it'd be to, to convert a fridge? A fridge is going to be about a six. Okay. I mean, for our clientele, I don't think it made much of an issue. I mean, you're it, most, most of our clientele do it yourself, know a little bit about electrical as they, as they start it. And it, even if you don't, I mean, that's something that the cool thing. And like I've told my daughter a, a lot schooling, not to say it's not good anymore, but you can get a lot of things off of Google now that was not readily available. And so now then you don't have to be totally submerged in, in a subject before you can start actually, you know. And so that's what I tell people when we're, when we're talking about solar system. I don't know anything about it. What's well, a very simple way to get into it? I mean, there's tons of resources online. There's tons of people that can tell us, you know, and you have us that that's already went through all this stuff. And, you know, and we have our YouTube videos out there to teach people. And I would say the same thing about this stuff. It's it's not that it's impossible. Well, and, you just have to learn a little bit about it before you go ripping your refrigerator apart. You know? And and I tell you, so, so I'm sitting here thinking, and one of the things about this that I'm curious about, is this not even a better way because you think about, I don't know where your house is on the actual grid in the area that you were looking. But, you know, at the house we used to live in in Georgia, man's down toward the end of it. And you get a lot of fluctuations, you know, in power, lights coming up and down like that. If you're running off of DC, even in that environment, if you're running off of batteries, I mean, it basically is going to condition all of that power coming into your house, is it not? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because I was sitting here thinking, well, gosh, would that be would that be dangerous to you know run your all the you know all the electronics that are in the refrigerators now that can order food for you to be right. you know all that? And I was thinking, well, man, it'd probably be even better now because even in that in that scenario, because your batteries are going to generate a consistent constant flow. Yeah. The only thing that you have to be aware of, and and this doesn't even matter if you're a, a DC or AC appliance house if you're running you know if you're doing an off-grid situation you just have to be mindful of your actual battery voltage i mean you have to take proper maintenance well what, what i'm saying is, is even if you yeah i get what you're saying always maintenance but even if you just said i'm gonna take the grid and feed them into these batteries and then feed the batteries out to wherever right you'd actually be probably even better off yeah i mean it definitely you're conditioning the line a lot better right north star has got in with cu in, in springfield to do exactly that which is actually frequency regulation, I mean, is what it does. I mean, and so it, when the generators, say back in the real cold snap, when everybody was turning on, all of a sudden their, their generators were, the frequency level would want to drop. So they actually used a, a huge North Star bank 
to regulate that frequency into the line. So people's, so it didn't cause some people call them brownouts. I mean, in the three phase, it would cause a, basically a, one of the legs to not be producing as much energy. And all of a sudden you'd see your, and anybody that was using three phase would see their lights go dim on, on certain ones. And then all of a sudden you'd see them, you know, get brighter on another one. And so they actually use these, these DC batteries from Northstar. I mean, basically it's what that. your, what your UPS yeah. does for your computer. Yeah, it's exactly what it I is. I mean, it's just making sure that it's, Get it's a good, getting, even, constant flow of electricity, and then and what adds to it is a, right. a horn to let you know if it if yeah if the input's not if the input's not correct not correct so, yeah. so okay well I guess to come full circle and make sure we answered Rob's question yeah I mean it's a it's a good idea it's just the challenge is is finding and is finding so are we any better if we are outsourcing this outside of the u.s at all or i mean is no, it just everybody, everybody's still pretty much you know you do have your different frequencies and your different voltages you know european countries a lot of european countries are are 230 volt 50 hertz whereas u.s base is going to be either 120 240 on a 60 hertz and canada is the same as we are South America, most of South America is 60 hertz, 122. But it's all it's all AC. And that's just because it's, and it's, transmission, it's transmission is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there again, it's because for years, the technology, for many, many years, technology was not there to produce and store your own energy and get it back out on a readily usable station. I mean, at your home, it just wasn't there. The technology just was not there. It was very costly. And so with that, you know, the electric well, grid did a very good job about trying to keep the electric rate because who would, would spend the money to do that, you know? And now, well, are, it. well, do we know? I mean, I know on my my RV there was a huge inverter on my RV, but are they? I mean, they're basically just they're not even trying either, are they? They're just basically saying, right? Yeah, they're they're the same thing. You know, we we carry a, a line of DC appliances, you know, the refrigerators and freezers. There again, we carry lights. A lot of that is super available. And it's not extremely, I mean, it's not like it's 10 times the cost of a, a regular refrigerator or a regular freezer. It's just, it's a DC-based. There again, Wes said it. Even if you said, well, I would rather have that as is to have and take my AC electricity and charge batteries, at least at that point, you do have the power. You know, if the power goes out for any reason, your batteries, if they were fully topped off, that refrigerator and freezer, if you had a couple of days' worth of autonomy on your battery bank, it's still going to keep running. I mean, you just don't have to worry about that power outage anymore. But Rob's question is, is yes, it's, it's totally doable. The only thing that's a hindrance to it right now is the availability of the appliances themselves. But by far, Rob, it's the most, it's the most efficient out. Non-conversion is going to be the most efficient. If I do not have to convert... And multiple times, in most cases, we're having to convert, you know, like on a, there again, on, on Wes's computer screen here, it's, we're having to convert from AC to DC, and then, or sorry, if on our off-grid system here, we're converting from DC power that we've made to AC power back down to DC as it goes back through that box. I mean, and there again, it's just all, and the only other thing in the home is the wiring aspect. If you're in a new home, right. It's very easy. You just run the wire that you would if you're Cuz you could run you could run stranded cable for right. AC. Yeah, or, you could yeah, run for right. AC could yeah. without any problem. Yeah. The only other thing is you're going to have to have a DC breaker box cuz a DC breaker and AC breaker are not the same because 
uh, the way they disconnect. They disconnect in a lot of the same way, but there's an arc deal. So they have to be a lot bigger unit on a DC breaker because the arc is a lot greater versus an AC unit. So there's a little bit of difference there, but it's all doable. You just give us a call and we'll help you get through whatever you, you need to get through on it. I mean, but it's definitely doable. It's sometimes there again, it's just a hindrance on the appliances that are available for it. Okay. Rob, hope that answers your question. And for anybody else, great example. See, if you email us, we will answer your questions. But thanks for checking us out today and hope you're having a great day. Thank you for downloading and listening to the podcast today. If you have a question that you'd like to hear us discuss on the podcast, email us at radio at mwands.com. You can follow us on our website, mwands.com, or subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher. Check out our store at mwands.com and buy some stuff. Buying stuff allows us to continue to produce our educational broadcasts, like our podcasts and YouTube videos. And most importantly, it keeps Lucy's Doggy Chicken Treats coming. Thanks again.